In today's show, we're looking at injuries in the NBA. Michael Bolton, he's healthy. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter, as always, at redrock underscore beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Check out prizepicks.com and use the promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. We're going to look at injuries across the NBA. Not much in terms of COVID, which is obviously awesome, but still plenty of injuries across the league. So let's take a look at them now. Starting off in Atlanta, it looks like Bogdan Bogdanovich could be returning soon. He's missed five straight games with this knee soreness. In his absence, both DeAndre Hunter and Kevin Herter have seen their minutes rise, and Hunter in particular has put up some good numbers. How that all works when Bogdanovich returns is still going to be a question for me. I don't think Bogdanovich, well, he hasn't been a 12-team league guy this year. I don't think he's going to be a must-roster player. And I could see him playing you know, 27 minutes a night, and Hunter gets a 34 steal, and Herter plays like 29. I could see that being the case. Um, but that's something we have to watch. Hunter also is a little bit uh, iffy. We don't know if there's any specific injury. But he did cop that hard foul from Kelly Oubre, I think it was, uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, had to leave the court and never returned. And they haven't submitted an injury report yet. So we don't actually know whether DeAndre is going to be able to play after that hard fall. We hope he's all right. But that is just something to monitor for Wednesday. We haven't had an update because they haven't played since Sunday. So we don't have an update on his status at this point. Boston's injury report is really clean. It's just Bol Bol, who's got that foot issue. He's not going to play really for the next two to three months, and he's not going to be a part of their rotation regardless. Brooklyn has a lot more injuries, of course. Kevin Durant dealing with the MCL injury. We're still, you know, no updates on Durant. We're still expecting him back at some point in the middle of March, maybe end of February, or maybe not even middle of March. It's at some point, middle, middle to end of February would be the guess there with Durant. Joe Harris, it looks like he's had numerous setbacks with that ankle surgery. So now we're not expecting Harris back until after the All-Star break. Even when he comes back, he is just like a Duncan Robinson type fantasy player, a three-point specialist. And that does not necessitate that he is a must-roster player across 12-team leagues, especially with the fact that he's not even bloody healthy and he's going to have to ramp up when he comes back anyway. We've got Nicky Claxton, who's dealing with his hamstring issue. Um, he's basically been questionable every game since he heard it on the 10th of January. So he has missed seven straight games. Since then, he's questionable again for Tuesday's action. And in his absence, Dayron Sharp has been starting and playing well. I am not convinced that Claxton's going to be a 12-team must-roster player. I think there's a chance they go to three centers with Sharp, Claxton, and Aldridge. Or at the very least, it's a 25-23 Claxton-Aldridge split. And I don't think 25 minutes is enough for Claxton to be must-roster. Especially with Durant out. Like when you're playing Durant, Kyrie, and Harden together, Claxton in there over Aldridge makes more sense. But when you've got Durant out and Irving half in, half out, you know, Aldridge's scoring does actually help out quite a bit. So I'm not convinced that Claxton's must roster. Paul Millsap remains out. 
personal reasons. I'm not sure he really ever plays again for Brooklyn. Um, of course, yeah, the word is that they're trying to work on a trade for him. That, that's cool. I don't see what team he's going to, where he's going to be particularly useful. But yeah, that's fine. He can go somewhere else. On to the Charlotte Hornets. Gordon Haywood missed last game with foot soreness. He is questionable for Tuesday. I would imagine it is a back-to-back Tuesday, Wednesday for the Hornets. I would imagine that he sits probably one of those games dealing with that foot soreness. They don't want to push anything there. With him out, you get Oubre, Washington, and Martin all getting boosts in their playing time. We also got a little bit of James Booknight in the last game. Jalen McDaniels remains out. He'll remain out, I would imagine, for the rest of this week with that ankle problem, if not longer. He is only, though, a deeper league player. In his absence, you're paired with Hayward, really does boost the Martin Oubre um, Washington bench group of wing slash forward players. On to the Chicago Bulls. No real update on these guys, Lonzo Ball and Alex Caruso. They've both got a six to eight week timetable. So we're looking at them at the start of March, middle of March, which is start of fantasy playoffs. For most people, very hard, especially Caruso. You can't really hold on to him. Lonzo, sure, if you've got the open injured slot, you always want to hold someone in an open injured slot. But if you don't have that, it's really hard to hold on to someone like that. Derek Jones Jr. still dealing with his own knee issue. We're expecting him maybe a couple more weeks. But with the return of um, Javante Green, Jones is going to be playing you know, minutes in the teens and not really having an impact. DeRozan sat on Monday. Uh, no injury, though. He'll be, he'll be fine. He'll be returning next game. While Tyler Cook had to leave Monday's game with an eye injury. Uh, again, not... Not considered serious, but also he's not a player who has a really set big fantasy role or real-life role. The Cleveland Cavaliers, they missed Jared Allen last game due to illness. He's officially questionable for Wednesday's game. Um, with him out, they start Ed Davis, so that's for deeper leagues that we want to look at that. Well, Larry Markin, we knew it was going to be a pretty serious ankle injury. He's been ruled out for at least the next two weeks. I wouldn't be shocked if he's out through the All-Star break. Two weeks takes him up to about a week before All-Star. I wouldn't be shocked if he's out until through the All-Star break. That just gives him an extra week of recovery there. Um, with him out, they're starting Dean Wade, who becomes like a 14 to 16 team league player. It does boost a little bit of the value for someone like a Rajon Rondo and an Isaac Okoro. Okoro taking more shots. If they, uh, Rondo probably pushes to 14. Okoro maybe into 14 team league discussion in that situation. The Dallas Mavericks looking pretty clean there on the uh, on the injury report with only Sterling Brown out with a foot issue. So that's uh, pretty good for them. Fingers crossed we don't get an appearance of Luka Doncic with an ankle problem or Christos Puzingas with a knee problem. But at the moment, it's just Sterling Brown who is out for the Dallas Mavericks. But now it's time for me to tell you about Price Picks. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. And you've been hearing me talk about Price Picks for a while, but now I've got a great offer for you. So if you haven't tried it, here we go. Price Picks is an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all Locked On Fantasy Basketball listeners. You get 50 bucks for free if a player in your first prize picks entry scores a single point, but you must use our code, which is NBA. That's right, an exclusive offer for locked on fans who use the code NBA. Prize picks offers more D- NBA DFS props than anybody else. It's points, it's threes, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, plus all the blokes playing limited minutes as well. You can chuck them in there and go the over under. What you do is you pick two to five players and just go over under on their projections. Simple as that. You can win up to 10 times your entry free entry fee. So go to pricepicks.com today or go to the App Store and download the app. All users that deposit and use the promo code NBA will get $50 free. If your first price picks entry scores a single point, that's right. All users that deposit and use our code NBA will get $50 free if your first price picks entry scores a single point. Price picks is daily fantasy made easy. 
I've referenced it before, but thank you again for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen. But we've got a big show coming up. Thursday, February the 10th at 3 p.m. is the NBA trade deadline. So what we have going on is an NBA live trade deadline show from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. on Thursday, the 10th of February. A whole bunch of people, John Corrales, NBA veteran Antonio Daniels, Kim Becker, and this bloke here, Josh Lloyd. I'm going to be hosting that show along with those guys live on the Locked On NBA YouTube channel. So go ahead, subscribe to the Locked On NBA YouTube channel and turn your notifications on so you don't miss when we go live. Let's look at the Denver Nuggets. A lot of whispers, a lot of rumors, a lot of innuendo. I get you know these questions all the time. Hey, uh, Jamal Murray, man, look, he's uh, doing warm-ups. He's going to be coming back soon. It's just so, so rare for players with torn ACLs to come back faster than 11 months, even 12 months. We have the only guy we've seen, and that he had a partial ACL tear, and that's Spencer Dinwiddie, who came back in about nine months. And the guy, yeah, Josh, he was ready in six, though. He could have played in the finals. Yeah, but no, like he didn't. He didn't play in the playoffs. There was whispers that maybe he would, but I don't think that's actually the case. He came back 10 months later, right? Jamal Murray tore his ACL at the start of April. So 12 months is start of April, 11 months is start of March. I honestly don't think he's coming back any quicker than 11 months from this torn ACL. I just don't think there is. So, and if he does come back start of March, it'll be like what we're getting with Clay Thompson here. Limited minutes, back-to-backs rested, and probably some inefficiency. Inefficiency issues. I would not be adding him. Michael Porter, initially the report from Sham said, hey, he's out for the season. And we haven't really heard much since then, officially from you know timeline on the team, but it does appear like they're planning on him coming back. It seems absolutely stupid that they would. I don't know why you would push a bloke who's had multiple back surgeries to come back early from one, but he's out there warming up. Is he going to return this season? It looks more like it than it did before, but... We saw how poor he was to begin the year. There's so much uncertainty around this. Again, I just... The vast majority of fantasy leagues are daily changes leagues, right? Having a guy with complete unknown as to when he comes back and in what capacity he comes back, clogging up either a roster spot or an injured reserve slot, I don't think it's good business most of the time. So I'm not rushing to grab Michael Porter Jr. Because it's not like, hey, Michael Porter is going to be back next week. Uh, that's it's going to be, oh, maybe he comes back in the middle of March, I think would be, maybe it's earlier. But I think best case is middle of March. Um, and it's still, you know, six to eight weeks away. Is that worth it? I'm not sure. Jeff Green, dealing with a quad issue. He's only like a 16-team league option anyway. Jermichael Green and the big stiffy Bones Highland are both off the injury report. Green has missed the last six for COVID protocols. Highland missed the last game for um, an illness, but... He'd been pushed basically out of the rotation, or not out of the rotation, down to like 10 to 12 minutes with uh, Bryn Forbes arriving. Marcus Howard dealing with an illness. He's questionable. Will Barton with his hamstring is probable, but he'll probably play through that. While Vlatko Chanchar is out with his foot issue. I don't think we're seeing Chanchar play again this season. Not that it really matters. On to the Detroit Pistons. Unfortunately, Kelly Linick came back, played two games, went into COVID protocols. We don't expect that to be too much longer. Maybe he's back at the start of next week for a Linux. And I do think he's a 12-team league guy. But first game was great. Second game was bad for a Linux. So let's watch how that goes. Jeremy Grant, I would expect to return at some point this week. Don't think he's playing today on Tuesday, but Friday, Sunday is their next two games. I think one of those games, we could see Jeremy Grant return. Obviously, that... I was going to say it spells the end of Hamadou Diallo, but Diallo's end was spelled weeks ago. But Grant is going to come in. It's going to have an impact on guys like Stewart, 
on Bay, even on Cade Cunningham. Frank Jackson, been out a long time. He is questionable to return for from COVID with conditioning. Um, he's going to come in and maybe play 20 minutes. Another one of those guys who's really a horrible fantasy player um, can score and hit threes in bunches, but it requires a bunch of players being out and him being given the ball and playing a lot of minutes, and those things aren't going to happen. Good news, Chris Smith, who's on their two-way, one of their two-way guys, he's off the injury report for the first time after recovering from an ACL. Not that he's going to play, but he is off that injury report. Um, and Isaiah Livers is still out with a foot problem. For the Golden State Warriors, a worrying uh, statement today from Draymond, not from Draymond Green, from Mark Spears, about Draymond Green, saying that there's no light at the end of the tunnel for his return. He's not listed as having a calf problem. It's a back problem now on the injury report. Uh, that is a worry. You know, no light at the end of the tunnel is obviously vague, and we don't know what that means. Um, initially, it was said he'd be a couple of weeks out. or well, he hasn't played since the 9th of January. So we're two weeks since then, and yeah, I'm not expecting him back until February. Maybe it's all-star for Draymond. It's, it is a, it's a huge worry, and that means Otto Porter's value gets bumped. Bumped up. Clay Thompson missed last game against the Jazz with knee soreness. He's currently questionable for Tuesday's action with knee soreness. If he misses Tuesday's game, I'm officially quite worried. Now, I don't think that Clay should have been drafted in fantasy leagues, or even I don't think he should even be rostered at this point. But it's Clay Thompson. So yeah, you feel bad dropping him or, or not respecting what he's done in the past. But yeah, we are headed towards fantasy playoffs. You got to make tough calls, man. And a guy that's going to have limited minutes and sit games and then be bad in those games when he plays, it's it's not worth it. Andre Iguodala out with a hip problem. He's just going to be in and out of lineups all season. And still no timetable on Jim Wiseman. Blunty. That's a great question. Where are you? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know when he's coming back from this injury that he suffered in what, March or April of last year? torn meniscus, had the surgery, had a setback, had a second surgery in December. Yeah, he's not coming back in January. Is he coming back in February? I, I'm i not convinced. Obviously, he's not a player that I think we should be um, holding on to. I don't think he's going to have an impact enough for 12-team leagues or 14-team leagues. He's not a stashable guy. Um, nothing along those lines. Let's go to the Rockets. Usman Garuba dealing with a wrist issue. I like Garuba, but he's a long way away from contributing at a regular level for fantasy. And then, of course, John Wall, who's uh, not playing, makes too much money. Um, yeah, I'll address this now. There's you know, the the report of, hey, the Rockets would consider trading for Russell Westbrook, and then they would negotiate a buyout, but only if the Lakers threw in a first-round pick. Now, let me say this. And you have to be really careful in reading through trade reports or rumors or whatever, because that, that report was out there. And yeah, someone tweeted at me, hey, the Lakers have considered um, yeah, trading Westbrook. Uh, or, or, or the, the, the Lakers have, have shown interest in trading for John Wall, so should we pick him up? Okay, that's not what happened. The report was that the Rockets said, yeah, we'll take on Westbrook if they give us a first-round pick. That's what happened. It wasn't the Lakers saying, hey, we, we actually want John Wall and we'll send you Westbrook. That's not what happened. So that wasn't the Lakers expressing interest in John Wall. That was the Rockets saying, sure, we'll take on Westbrook. And are they going to buy him out for another $47 million next year, which is exactly the same position they're in with John Wall at the moment, and they won't buy him out? No, that's just not going to happen. So yeah, this Westbrook for Wall, while it's funny to be traded back for each other again, the Rockets aren't going to do it straight up. It doesn't benefit them at all. Um, the Lakers aren't going to throw in a 2027 unprotected first-round pick. I wouldn't have thought in a deal like that. I just don't think that's going to happen. 
And I don't think John, and oh, the Clippers are interested in John Wall. Sure, they'd need to trade about five blokes to match the salary. It's just so hard for that to happen. The only way I see John Wall playing this year is if he does get bought out or if he does return and play for the Rockets. And those, both of those things, I think, are pretty low. So I know a lot of people are running to stash John Wall because they see a report on Bleacher Report of, of this Lakers, Lakers, Rockets, Westbrook deal, or the Clippers are interested in him. And that's cool. I just think, again, burning roster spots for something that is so unlikely to happen, it's just, it's just so hard for that to work out positively for you. That's... That's how I view it. Anyway, um, Bilt Bar, what is it? It's the best tasting protein bar ever. Why would you reach for an unhealthy candy bar that's just jam-packed full of fat and sugar and calories? Those sugary treats, stick them in a trash bag and get them all the way out of here. You do not need them in your house because you've got Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is the delicious treat that is good for you. 17 grams of protein, but four grams of carbs, four grams of sugar. Low calories, 130 calories in a bar. That is amazing stuff. And the flavors are unbelievable. You've tasted protein bars in the past and you've tasted them. You go, what is this crap? Like, this is garbage. I can't eat this. But Built Bar is different. It tastes like a candy bar. It's covered in 100% real chocolate, but it's good for you. So go to Built.com. Use the code LOCK15, as so many listeners this podcast have been doing. And if you do go buy Built Bar, hey, can you tweet it at me? Let me know. Yeah, I love seeing you guys smashing down the Built Bars. So go to Built.com, use the code LOCK15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and get yourself boxes of Built Bar. Built Bar is built different. Let's look at the Indiana Pacers. DeMontis Sabonis still dealing with this ankle problem. It doesn't appear to be too serious, so that's good news. We still don't have an exact time frame on when he's returning. I'm not expecting him back Wednesday, maybe Friday. They do have a Friday, Saturday back-to-back, so maybe back for one of those games. With him out, of course, Gogo Badadze is the guy. Um, it's not O'Shea Brissett. It's not Isaiah Jackson. It is Badadze, who is the player that we go with. Malcolm Brogdon still, you know, obviously dealing with that Achilles problem. I'm extraordinarily worried about where this heads for Brogdon. Maybe he returns, but he's rested and returned about three or four times already this year, and the soreness hasn't gone away. They're giving him some extended time here. I do not expect... Well, Brogdon won't be back before February starts. I don't expect him to play before the trade deadline. Um, He can't be traded. Just get that into your head. He cannot be traded. He is one of those players, along with Clint Capella, that cannot be traded this season. Um, So he's not being held out because he's getting traded. I'm, I'm really worried. Would I drop Brogdon? It's really hard to consider dropping someone like that, considering how well he has played all season. Um... And I'd love for them to give us some clarity. I would hold for now. Miles Turner with the foot problem. Again, we're not expecting him back uh, until the All-Star break or after the All-Star break. I still think teams should trade for him, but it's obviously a worry with that foot issue. And don't be surprised if Turner doesn't play again this year. TJ Warren, there's just so many blokes this year who we just haven't seen. We've already talked about Wiseman. We're going to talk about, you know, we talked about John Wall. We're going to talk about Zion. We're going to talk about Ben Simmons. There's TJ Warren, there's John Isaac, there's Markel Fultz. Like just so many players that just haven't played. Warren broke his foot 13 months ago. I haven't heard anything from him in terms of when he's coming back. Is he coming back in January? I don't know. Remember when Carlisle said it like the start of or end of November? Yeah, a couple of weeks. Cool. Um, big couples. Yeah, I, I, I don't, yeah, it's hard to stash him. Like, when's he coming back? What's he going to be like when he comes back? Is he going to come back? Too many negatives there. TJ McConnell was still weeks away from him returning with the wrist and he's not worth having. Um, another report from Brian Windhorst today about Paul George and his wrist saying, hey, they're considering surgery. And people look at that and again, it's really important that you don't 
go too far onto that because you know someone tweeted this at me today saying, "Oh, with the reports that Paul George is getting shut down, um, what should I do with the Clippers?" That's not what the report said, and it's really important to note. What it said is they're considering surgery, which we knew weeks ago. Like they were giving it a rest, and if it didn't rest, then he would need surgery. That if it didn't heal, it would need surgery, and that's what we said when it happened at the start of January or whatever it was. So the fact that they're considering surgery now means the rest isn't going particularly well, but it also doesn't mean that he is shut down now for the season. I think there's a really good chance he doesn't play again this season, but throwing absolutes onto comments that aren't absolute is a really, really easy way to get yourself in trouble in fantasy. That being said, I don't think Paul George or Kawhi Leonard are playing this season. I I don't think that. I don't know that, but I don't think that. Um, but again, this conflicting information, like there was a Twitch stream with Nick Batum apparently a couple of days ago where he said, oh yeah, if we can get them back after the All-Star break, yeah, we'll, yeah but we're, 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 we're hoping for that. For both of them, after the All-Star break. And then yeah, in that same stream, he said, oh yeah, maybe I don't know if Kawhi plays this year. We hope he does. And I'm talking yeah, Kawhi and Paul George together now. Kawhi tore his ACL in June. Um, very start of June, so end of May, start of June. Yes, it was a partial tear, but is stashing Kawhi Leonard worth it? I almost definitely not. I honestly do not think he's coming back in nine months and just going to be full ball Kawhi. I just, I just don't think that's going to happen. Jason Preston's still out with that foot injury. He's going to be out for a long time. Let's go to some positive news. Anthony Davis looks like he's back today for the Lakers. That's great. Been out about five to six weeks with that knee problem. Good stuff. I think he'll be limited initially with some back-to-backs missed, but he should be good to go really soon. Kendrick Nunn, another one of these players, just haven't seen him. Multiple setbacks with his return from this knee injury. I'm not really expecting Kendrick Nunn to have any sort of fantasy impact this year. The only times he's ever been fantasy relevant is when he plays a 34-minute-a-night role, and he is the guy getting all the usage and handling the ball, and that is not happening with this team. He just isn't. He just isn't that guy, and he won't be doing that. Um, Sekou Dumbaya, He's on this team, apparently. He's in the COVID protocols. The Memphis Grizzlies. Desmond Bain is out of COVID protocols. Whether he returns to action or not on Wednesday remains to be seen, but he is questionable um, to play. He is out of COVID protocols. Dylan Brooks is still about a week to two weeks away from that with that ankle problem, maybe through to the All-Star break. Um, He will be a 12-team league guy when he returns, but it is hard to hold if you're in that situation where you're squeezed. Um, Kyle Anderson. Tyus Jones still out in the COVID protocols. Ja Morant is probable for personal reasons. You'd assume he plays. And Brandon Clark missed last game with back soreness. Hopefully he returns. He has been a really, really solid 12-team league player. Um, we just hope that this back problem doesn't persist. Onto the Miami Heat, Kyle Lowry has missed a lot of time for personal reasons out for the last four games. And again, it's one of those ones. Hey, uh, personal reasons. Do you think that all these guys out for personal reasons they're getting traded for each other? No, I don't. And you should literally never, ever think that. Uh, we don't know what happened with Kyle. We hope he's okay. Um, but it looks like he's a chance to return, if not Wednesday, probably Friday. That is going to reduce the value of Gabe Vincent and Max Struess. Tyler Hero is out of COVID protocols. He looks like he will return on Wednesday. Markeith Morris remains out indefinitely. They're officially listing his issue as conditioning, returning from that neck problem. He's going to play a role. It's going to be a small one, but he's going to play a role on this team. Still no updates on Victor Oladipo. And literally today I had a question. Hey, should I stash Victor Oladipo? I don't see why. I don't see why you would. The dude hasn't played all year. He's not going to come in and start. He's not going to be in their top three guards, most likely. And there's other players who literally are better than him. Hero, Lowry, Robinson, 
maybe not Robinson, but probably Robinson, Struess maybe. Oladipo has not been good for multiple years. And he, he needs to have a pretty decent usage. And he's a horrible percentage guy. No. No, I don't think he's worth a stash. Casey Okpala out with a wrist problem. For the Bucks, Giannis Antetokounmpo missed the last game with a knee, with knee soreness. This is just going to be a persistent issue for Giannis. It's been there for the last few years where he just gets sore knee and he has to sit games. I don't think it's anything to worry about massively, but that's just going to happen. Grayson Allen is suspended for their next game on Wednesday against the Cavs. Wes Matthews is already out of that game with a knee problem. So there is an opportunity here for Jordan Wara to step up and play some more minutes. And maybe he's a streamer there. Well, Brooke Lopez, we haven't really had any updates on him. He had that back surgery. Um, I wouldn't expect Brooke to to come in and yeah, make any sort of fantasy impact. He was struggling even before he went out with the back injury to put up um, decent enough fantasy numbers. So I wouldn't be looking at him as a stash option. The Wolves, only the one injury on their injury report, and that's Patrick Beverly with the ankle, and there's a chance that he plays in today's game. Anthony Edwards, who hurt his knee at the end of the game on Sunday, he's off the injury report, so he's, he's ready to go. Beverly should be fine. If not Tuesday, he'll be ready for Thursday, I guess. The Pelicans, a lot of people on their injury report. Um, they're basically just treating today as a rest day, though. Josh the Hitman Hart left last game with an ankle injury, so he's sitting out this one. Valanchunas is out. Brandon Ingram has actually now missed two straight with an ankle problem. That's a little bit of a worry. And Devontae Graham is out with an ankle sprain. Now, Graham was questionable before Monday's game with that ankle problem, and he's just going to sit out the back-to-back here. I wouldn't think that Hart, Valanchunas, or Graham is anything to worry about. Ingram, a little bit more worried. Troy, not Troy Murphy. Trey Murphy is in the COVID protocols. They're not playing him anyway. Zion Williamson, I don't think he's playing. I, I, I just don't think he's going to play this year. Again, broken feet can be a year-long injury. Ask TJ Warren. They could also come back a lot sooner than that. But with Zion and his setbacks, he's not back in February. There's no way. Uh, March it'd have to be. And that makes it really hard to hold because he's going to be playing 20 minutes a night. I don't think there's any way you can stash him in fantasy leagues. Didi Lazada is back from his suspension, but he is out with a knee problem. For the Knicks, Derek Rose still a while away with knee surgery. No point holding on to him. Mitch Robinson is questionable after missing last game with an ankle injury. And wouldn't you know it, Nerlens Noel is back on the injury report with knee soreness. What a shot that is. Amazing stuff. Ryan archer Jackano is dealing with an ankle problem. I don't even know how he's still on the roster, to be honest. But real shocker that Nerland's Noel back with knee soreness. He's a good streamer, but if Robinson plays, Noel and Noel is out, then you, you just move on and drop. Not much going on with Oklahoma City. Derek Favors dealing with back soreness. He's not even a regular rotation player anyway. And Vic Krejci out with an ankle problem. Again, not a regular rotation player. For the Orlando Magic, well, there's still no update on Markel Fultz. There's still no update on Jonathan Isaac. The consistent theme from this team has been that Fultz will return before Isaac. That's great. We don't know when that's going to be. There is a report or whispers that they play three home games in a row here that he could return in one of these three games. Markel Fultz, that is. I don't know that that's true or not. He's going to be pretty limited, I would imagine, sitting back-to-backs. And there's two other guys in Suggs and Anthony who are ahead of him. I think it's going to be hard for him to maintain or get to 12 or 14 team league value. As for Isaac... I have no idea. I could not tell you when he's going to return or if he's going to return. It has been a phenomenally long time. There has to have been a setback here. You cannot cannot recover. It cannot take 18 months to recover from a torn ACL. It, It just can't. I know they're being really, really cautious, but this is beyond cautious. This is like the bloke's going to forget how to run if you don't get him out there. You should not be stashing him. 
Roderick Hampton Jr., dealing with a knee problem. He's probably a couple more weeks away, but you know when Fultz returns, he's not really going to be able to find a rotation spot. Both Gary Harris and Terrence Ross missed the last game, but they're off the injury report, so that's good news. They can be returning. Well, the Magic have got two other guys, Etwan Moore and Michael Carter-Williams, who we haven't seen all season. Why did they sign these guys? Why have we got, you got four guys who can't play? You knew that Fultz and Isaac weren't going to play for a large period of time. So, and, okay, Carter-Williams, fine. I think he got hurt after he was signed. But why sign Etwan Moore, who's got no upside, and was is just dealing with a nebulous like knee sprain diagnosis. Just cut the bloke. Like what? Are, what are you doing? The Sixers. Seth Curry is out again with the ankle problem. That's three straight games he's going to miss with this ankle problem. A little bit of a concern with him out and Danny Green out and Shake Milton out. It does help someone like a Furkan Korkmaz, Charlie Brown, and Isaiah Joe to step up. There is a possibility that Matisse Thybul returns from his shoulder issue. He is currently listed questionable for Tuesday's game, but we don't know the full stat status there. And of course, Ben Simmons is just out there counting his money, waiting for a trade. I don't think he's playing a game this season at this point. Um... But if you do have Ben Simmons, you're two and a half weeks away, three weeks away from the... Uh, is it three weeks? Two weeks. Two weeks from the trade deadline. I'll just hold. He's not playing for Philadelphia. So if he's not traded, you can move on. All the reports in Philadelphia is he's, he won't be traded. And maybe that's smoke and fire and whatever else you want to throw out there. That's all possible. But it seems really unlikely to me that he is going to play this season. For the Phoenix Suns, DeAndre Ayton, still dealing with that ankle problem. And in his absence, Bismack Biombo has just been going bananas. That's four straight games missed for Aiton without ankle problem after he heard it on the 16th of January. Jay Crowd is also day-to-day with his wrist issue, while Cameron Payne will be out for at least two weeks with his wrist sprain. Uh, with Payne out, that means Alfred Payton moves into a backup role, so deeper leagues will want to take a look at that. Abdul Nader and Frank Kaminsky, they're Nader, it's like an Etoa Moore knee situation. I don't know when the hell he's going to play. He's been out for months, and we just hear nothing about what's actually going on there. Well, Kaminsky, yeah, should be back maybe in April, maybe for the playoffs. It's a long time for him to return. Damian Lillard has had his abdominal surgery. We still don't know exactly what's going to happen with him long-term. Again, everything that I was told was that he won't come back this season and that the Blazers were looking to um, you know, tank a little bit. But now they've been winning some games. They've won four out of their last five, weirdly, um, since McCollum's been back. And or not, uh, not since McCollum. McCollum's only been back four of those games. Um, but if, if they are losing, like Lillard is not coming back. I don't think he's even coming back to play for a playing spot. They need to be really rolling for him to return. Norman Powell is off the injury report for his personal reasons, so that's good news. While Bob Covington, Nasir Little, and Dennis Smith are all probable, so they should all be ready to go for Tuesday. Cody Zeller came back from his patella issue, patella fracture, came back, caught COVID, came back, and now he's out again with a patella fracture. I don't know what's going on with him and why he's out for so long with this patella issue, but not that he had a fantasy impact anyway. On to the Kings. Darren Fox was a late scratch on their last game with ankle soreness. They said there's nothing to worry about, but he is officially listed questionable for Tuesday's action. Of course, if he is out, Terrence Davis is the guy that steps up. Chemezi Metu is doubtful with knee soreness, and Damian Jones is questionable with ankle soreness. If Metu is out, you're going to get more minutes for Bagley. You're going to get more minutes for Harkless and probably more minutes for Terrence Davis in there as well. If Jones is out, just slide Alex Len into the backup spot. The Spurs are pretty healthy. Keita Bates-Diop is still in the COVID protocol, so he should be out. Oh, actually, he just went in. So uh, yeah, he's going to be out for a week or so. There, uh, maybe that gives them an opportunity to play Juancho Gomez or maybe Drew Eubank steps into that role. Um, and the other one is Zach Collins, who is back. He's playing in the G League. 
He's getting his conditioning back. But there is, I guess, an opportunity for him to play some backup power forward minutes. Is he going to be a fantasy impact guy? I'd be really, really doubtful of that. Maybe he can take over backup center from Jock Landau. Maybe he takes over the backup four role from Cater Bates-Diop. That's, they're all huge possibilities. And he is an interesting prospect. But I don't think there's going to be anywhere near enough minutes for him to be a um, an option. The Toronto Raptors. Fred Van Vliet got a knee issue. Oh, I wonder if it's because he's playing 50 minutes a night. He has played 44, 42, 42, 41, 42, 39, 42 minutes over the last couple of weeks. And now he's got a knee problem. Fingers crossed. Ken Birch is still out for another couple of games with a nose fracture, so that helps Achua and Boucher there. Uh, David Johnson in the COVID protocols and Goran Dragic is in the I'm not playing for you guys because I want to trade and yeah, you're fine if I don't play camp. Maybe he gets traded. He's not playing for Toronto though. The Jazz, bunch of injuries in Utah. Donovan Mitchell has missed the last few with a concussion. There is, I have no idea when he returns. There is no set timetable for a concussion. He has missed four straight games. And we don't know if he plays on Wednesday. You cannot put a time frame on a concussion. Rudy Gobert hurt his calf in the game against the Warriors. He missed Monday's game. I think there's a chance he plays on Wednesday, but he's a little bit more serious. Royce O'Neal's knee issue, I'm pretty sure he's going to play on Wednesday. Mike Conley sat on Monday. He was resting. He'll play Wednesday. Joe Ingles dealing with an ankle problem. Pretty sure he'll play Wednesday. And Boyan Bogdanovich is dealing with an avulsion fracture in his finger. He's going to have a splint on it for like six weeks. So it might lead to some rest games or some poor play, but it looks like he's going to play through it. So I'd expect that he is ready to go for that game against the Suns on Wednesday. And then, amazingly, the Wizards, they don't have any injuries. Unless, I'm just going to double check as I'm recording this to see if anything has happened. No, they are still clean from injuries. So that is great. And that will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are here on YouTube, give me a thumbs up. Leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Say so, yeah.